Welcome to another 7 Minutes with Matt. I am Matt Rogers. Thank you for spending your 7 minutes with me or your next 7 minutes with me because I always say 7 minutes with me is going to make the next 7 weeks of your life better. Today, I'm going to bring up the question, I don't know how to read the Bible. I, um, by default, by accident, started a youth group with my sons, my now 17-year-old son and 15-year-old son. It started when my 17-year-old was 14 in the middle of COVID. A couple of his buddies came over for Bible questions. Two turned to four, turned to six, turned to one of the guys said, we should bring girls. And the rest of them were like, no. And then now we have our Bible study for those boys every Wednesday. And then every other Tuesday, we have youth group with kids in the community. And uh, we're up to about... On a low end, 40, and on a high end, about 70, 75. And then when we bring in big guest speakers like Rex and Dean and those guys that you know, we, we get up you know in the hundreds. So that's where we're targeting. But here's, the, here's my point. The major thing is the majority of those kids, or those people, especially kids, say, I don't know how to read the Bible. It is a very, very common statement. And many people listening right now, even though they're believers, even though they call themselves Christians, unfortunately, most people don't spend time in their Bible or don't spend time in the word, not because they don't want to, or not because they're bad people or not because of anything other than, dude, I don't really understand it. And to be honest, it's boring and it's foreign to me. And I just don't know. So I'm going to tell you right now how to read your Bible and how to understand. Very basic, what I tell the boys, and by the boys, I mean the teenage boys, I say start in Proverbs because the beginning of Proverbs even says it is guidance for the young and it's guidance for people. And one of my favorite verses, and this will help you, is in Proverbs 9, verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we've talked about that before. Fear of the Lord doesn't mean I'm afraid of God. It, the fear of the Lord, if you look at the root word, means respect, honor, reverence. So if you honor, if you have reverence for the Lord, that's the beginning of wisdom. If you got wisdom, you got everything. You have relationships. You have a good business. You have a great marriage. You have great friendships. You know to discern the good ones from the bad ones because you have wisdom. So honoring the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you got the beginning of wisdom, that means you're at the beginning point. You could have all of it. And when you have when you have wisdom and you could read in Solomon, you could have it all. So that's one of my prayers. God, give me more wisdom. But here's what it says. Fear the Lord's beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One. Who's the Holy One? Jesus which is crazy because this was written before Jesus was even born, right? The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, meaning God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, by me, your days will be multiplied and the years of life will be added to you. Like, dude, if you reverence the Lord, and this is, look at, this is two verses in Proverbs. We're just getting started. Like, you can take that and sit on that for the next month. 
That makes me want to come back. That's worth, worth the price of admission. That's why I tell these boys, open the book of Proverbs, but stay with me. We're just getting started on the seven minutes with Matt. So knowledge, okay, fear of the Lord's the beginning of wisdom. If I get wisdom, I have everything. Knowledge of the whole, or, you know, knowing the Holy One, I can have knowledge. And by the Holy One, by the Holy Spirit, my days will be added and my years will be multiplied. So you're basically telling me, look it, either this thing's true or it's false. It can't be in between and it can't be like, well, sometimes either I actually believe this or I'm the most deceived man on the planet. I either I'm a total loony bin or like I'm really on to something here because this thing says I could actually have my days multiplied and years of life will be added to me. That's exciting. I don't need to put on skin creams anymore and take these really crazy holistic vitamins, even though all that stuff's cool, to be younger. I could just get in the word and days and years of my life will be multiplied. That's a game changer. And you say, how? You got to dive deeper in the word. One of a, a really good preacher that I really like right now, his name is Tim Ross. Um, he talked about why it's important to be in the Bible and, and how do you know you hear the voice of God? People say all the time, well, I heard the Lord say, God spoke to me and said this. God speaks to people three ways, okay? Write this down. Number one, he speaks to them through their spirit, okay? you he, Spending time with the Holy Spirit, God will speak to you. Number two, he'll speak to you through other people. Maybe it's a prophet. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your best friend saying, I've been really praying for you and God told me this. Okay, And number three, which is the most important thing, God speaks to you through his word. And if the first two are not backed up by number three, it ain't God. You will know it was God if it matches up with his word. Example, if you're married and you feel like God is speaking to you that your secretary was the real person you were supposed to be with, that ain't God, because that would never match up with his word. That's why being in the word is so important. If you don't know how to read the Bible, tip number one is start in Proverbs. It is enlightening. It is full of wisdom, and it's very easy to understand. Secondly, get yourself a different translation, okay? This, for me, is the New King James Version, because I'm old school assemblies of God, praise God. Most of you won't even know what that means. It's a joke. But anyway... You don't have to start in the King James Version. Thou, thus, beeth. It'll screw you up. I love to start my peeps in the Passion Translation. Now, hold on. The Passion only has the New Testament, and in the Old Testament only has Proverbs and Psalms, which are my two favorite books of the Old Testament, which is why they were on to something when they did that. But why the Passion Translation? Here's a quick example, and I got because I'm going over. I got to end this. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. 1 John is in the New Testament on the right side of the Bible. Talks about God is love. I know the song growing up. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and he who loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He who loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Now I'm gonna read it in the Passion Translation. Those who are loved by God... Let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. 
Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. So basically, that's a better translation, an easier, I shouldn't say better, but an easier translation to understand what it's saying. But you can see it's basically saying in, in this context, people who don't love just don't know God. And anybody who really understands love and knows how to love people knows God. And the biggest way, the only way to know God is through his word. And if you don't know how to read your Bible, start in Proverbs and get yourself the Passion Translation. That is my quick seven minute tip on how to read your Bible if you don't understand it. And I hope you enjoyed another seven minutes with Matt.